Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Are you suffering from pandemic stress? Riots and insurrection have you worried about your safety? Well, get to Premier Firearms where they can make you safe. Premier Firearms has locations in Orlando on West Colonial Drive, in Titusville on US-1, and in Mineola in the Family Jewelry and Pawn. Premier Firearms has AR pistols and rifles starting as low as $5.99. Premier Firearms is a family-owned business that can take care of all your firearm and ammunition needs. Check them out today on Facebook and Instagram at Premier Firearms. That's Premier Firearms. And coming soon to Tavares. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! We're moving in. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. It is on you. Hey, welcome to Arms Room Radio. We're coming to you live from themagswag.com studios. That's themagswag.com studios here at Arms Room Radio. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I, uh, I'll be uh, guiding the program the next two hours here. I do not do this show by myself. I have uh, other compatriots that sit in here and do it with me. Could not do it without them. On my right, the right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Oh, good to be back. So I guess that makes me the Navigesser. Navigesser, you can uh, you can point the show. Uh, you know, make sure we uh, herding cats. Yeah, make Herd sure we don't cats. end up. Uh, what, what was it? Uh, boy, that John Denver's full of crap. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, we thought we were going to the Rocky Mountains, but we ended up in. Uh, was it in Kansas? I think they were. Should, should have taken that left turn at Albuquerque. Oh, hey, Doc. Boy, oh boy. Uh, normally sitting in on the left here would be the uh, courtroom assassin, the legal ninja, maximum effort attorney, Kevin Maxwell. But uh, but he's not here now. We had him last. Was it last week or a week before we had him? We had him. We had him. I mean, it was, yeah, it was week before week last. Before? Uh, okay. When uh, when I was out. That's right. When you had the uh, the the green apple two step there. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, Montezuma's revenge. The, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Everything other than to say the poops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I guess I said it. Uh, yeah. Darn yeah. it. Yeah. And, um, and you you sure you had a had a uh, a, a, a classified clearance? Listen, listen. Um, You're the epitome of yeah. loose lips, sink ships. <laughs> well, if it's funny, you know, it's, it's, there's a difference, you know. Oh, anything for a joke. Huh? <laughs> that's right. That's anything right. for a joke. Um, I had a uh, had to do a Zoom meeting this past week. Yeah. And um, I get a hold of some, uh, I get some eggnog in the fridge. Nice. And it's uh, the expiration date was on there, but 
Come on. Those are just no, recommendations. Those, those are, are recommendations. Those are suggestions. Exactly. Right, right. And uh, guidelines, not rules. You know, when you when you sniff milk, uh-huh. right, you know it's bad. Yeah. You, you can tell. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, if it goes a month bad, you you can tell by the bulges in the jug exactly, before you exactly pick right. it up. Eggnog? N- not so much by the smell because it's because <laughs> eggnog's already a little off. You know, it's yeah, a little, yeah, a little bit. Little it's bit. A, it's got a little, you know, a little snap to it, a little mm-hmm. uh, tang, uh, if you would. Um, so I tried the you know the dip test to dip my finger in it and took a little and I'm like, uh-huh. well, it still feels right. I don't. There's no tingly sensation. <laughs> so so had some uh, had some uh, after the due date suggested due date uh, uh, eggnog and it. Uh, it, yeah, it didn't work out well, and I had a uh, I had a, a conference call that day, a Zoom, <laughs> a Zoom call later that day, and I knew I was not going to make it through. Well, I've got one of those. Um, it's like like two foot by two foot uh, co- uh, cock boards. Uh-huh. You, know, you put like post it notes and and right. stuff like that. If you hang one of those, oh, a, a cork board. Cork board. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, from a different part of the country. <laughs> <laughs> a cork board. Um, so I took this cork board. And hung it uh, behind the uh, the commode in the bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> and it looks just like it's behind your desk, right on the wall behind you. Yeah, you were just sitting on the di- the di- the I other was, kind of I office just, chair. I was just sitting. I sat on the <laughs> sat on the office chair for probably about a half hour, and uh, I think at one point I even put something on the corkboard behind me, and just to make it look legitimate, and uh, conducted the office of the Zoom meeting from there. So, so keep that in mind, folks. If you're ever on a Zoom yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoom call with Mike, yeah. there's a possibility he's in the bathroom. Yeah, well, listen, and, and um, I'm not saying anything any might have occurred, but I was just being careful. That's I just you know I needed to be there just in case. So it's like oh oh mute mute yeah, mute. Yeah. One of those. What do you think, Mike? Well, I was thinking if we should get uh, the guys down by the. The forest to clean out a little, a little bit more. Everything should be no, uh, no, none of that happened. Uh, none of that happened. It just I wanted to be there just in case. Yeah, I, I probably would have hit mute first. You know? yeah. And and just uh, yeah, yeah. It was, but uh, I, I was glad when it was done because my legs were asleep. So, <laughs> yeah. Why are you walking funny? Yeah, I sat on the toilet too yeah, long. Yeah. Oh well. Um, interesting week. Interesting week. <laughs> to say the on. least. Um, we, uh, we've got some, uh, uh, you, you, I, you know, I'm not much new, sure how I want to jump into it. Um, I know we've got, uh, you just for folks that are listening ahead of time, uh, Mr. Todd Fossey's coming on from, uh, integrative defense strategies and Todd was in DC this week. Nice. Todd was at the Capitol this did, week. Did he get any mementos? Uh, I think he, he got a, uh, he got a desk. He brought home a nice. whole desk. Yeah. Nice. Um, so we're going to talk to Todd. I, I, I'm, uh, you know, I, I've got uh, two sets of people that I deal with. You know that uh, mm-hmm. people like uh, like 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 you and I are all people that are listening to the program, um, and then you've got uh, relatives. You know because those are the only ones left that are on the opposite side that you even bother to listen to anymore. Right. right. Um, so I, I, I kind of heard from both sides, and, and all I could think when this was going on, and we'll get to it with Todd, um, was this is this is a just a great day to be an American. This is this is half the country. Telling the other half of the country, we're not putting up with your nonsense anymore. Mm-hmm. We're, we're we're not we're not doing this. If you if you are sitting out there right now, and I don't care if you're a Trump guy or an anti-Trump guy, it doesn't matter to me. Um, if you're sitting out there right now and and you don't believe that there was corruption in this election, 
And I'm not talking about this Russian collusion nonsense from four years ago that was was, was soundly proven otherwise. If you if you could tell me it's okay, uh, well, if you're from Broward County, Florida, I know you you think it's okay because that's what used to happen down there. Yeah. Um, if it's okay to go to bed and you've got the lead in the vote and all of a sudden, uh, before the next morning, 200,000 votes came in where you don't know where they came from. They're not registered. Uh, they're not, there's no signature verifications. And all of a sudden, the other candidate won. Oh, and by the way, there was a water leak. We had uh, suitcases underneath the tables. Uh, we got you on video running those through the machine over mm-hmm. and over and over again. But you, you say that's not corruption. Yeah. That, you know what? You're, you're lying to yourself. You're absolutely, absolutely lying to yourself. It's just trying to get your guy in and willing to do anything you would. Well, guess what? There's other people, and I've said this to you before, folks. There's other people out there that we're willing to do anything also. It's just yours, you're willing to do anything is cheat. Ours is shoot you in the face for cheating. Okay? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not advocating going out there shooting anybody in the face. It's a, it's a, it's a saying, you know? Yeah. Uh, in the face, you know, that kind of thing. We make the funny here. Yeah, I was listening to a, another radio station, and they, they had a, uh, I'm going to say someone of a legal mind call in and mm-hmm. give an opinion and everything, and... He's listening, or he's he's talking about how you know the laws are violated and, and rules were violated. So, so you know they're they're completely against the 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 best interests of the country. And my first thought I was like, "Wow, you sound very British right now." Yeah, right. You know how how many how many laws on the books did did this country violate in its founding? They they weren't American laws, but yeah, exactly right. And we're going to go into a lot of that when we get back with Todd. We're going to, you know, Todd is usually our, our tactics guy. Right. We're going to get into a lot of politics also with Todd today. Yeah. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Stick around. We'll be back after the break. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud support. We have Todd. Service members and their families. Boundary All Oak right. Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. 
We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you you don't need something, tell them it's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454. Here we go. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. So are you? Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. The magswag.com studios. Hey, listen, if you haven't been to magswag.com yet this week, take a look at them. You know what they got? They got uh, 30 round AR mags that look like a twisted tea can. <laughs> so uh, go get you some uh, go get you some twisted tea cans for your uh, for your AR rifle. Um, hey, I want to bring in our, our next guest to probably be sticking around with this for for quite a while. This program, but please welcome back uh, to the show, Mr. Todd Fossey from Integrative Defense Strategies. How's it going, guys? Hey, doing well. Todd, Todd, we're doing good. We're doing good today. Um, let me let me preface a couple of things here before we get started. I want the, the people to understand what's going on. I kind of kind of hinted at it uh, last segment. Um, uh, we're we're going to be talking to you. You've got the you've had the privilege this past week of of taking part in some uh, patriotic American uh, activities, duties, responsibilities up there in the Capitol, um, and um, I, I think you know there's there's also teaching points we could relay. Uh, to people, you know, and um, and then we're getting into some politics of this, but you know, we're going to see wherever it goes, and uh, we're just going to start with the, uh, uh, you, you know, one glad glad you're safe, uh, because if you watch the news, Todd, uh, clearly everybody up there was uh, was there to burn the Capitol to the ground. Yeah, um, you know, I think maybe the best place for us to start is I'll I'll you know I, I'll just let everyone know that I'll just tell my story. You know, I'll yeah, tell what. Tell what my story was, and I'll I'll let everyone know what I saw. I'll let everyone know what what I experienced there, um, and I can tell you um, just kind of out of the gate. And I hope that everyone sticks around to to hear all of this. Um, that what I saw and what I experienced was not even close to what's being portrayed in the media. And Todd, yeah, for what we saw on our end, I'm learning now. I'm sorry. What we saw on our end was that uh, half a million people there at 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 a rally for stop the steal, um, and then it it turned to violent protest riots. Now, remember when it happened in uh, in in Portland, in Minneapolis, in Seattle? uh, These were just uh, even though buildings were burning to the ground, those were protests. They weren't riots. Yet this time in D.C. when it happened, um, it immediately was, uh, you know, a MAGA rioters, uh, you know, and, and and that's what we saw on the news. Uh, and please, that's what we want to hear from you. Tell us your story. You were there. Yeah. Tell us what happened. Uh, um, well, I just heard, I just learned last night that the official number was a million. Wow. Wow. There was a count of one million people at um, um, the Ellipse. So I just got the official number last night that what there was a count of one million people in there. Apparently, there were many more that they just didn't let 
didn't let in because they were just there were just so many people there. Okay. Um, listen, I, I think that the best thing, to, the the best way for me to approach this, is to just simply for me to tell my story, and then um, you guys can add whatever color that you want to that. But um, from from your point of view, um, but for me, you know where I'm at right now. Right. I want to keep things as intellectually honest as possible. Right. Okay. Yes. And so uh, for me, I, I want to be careful to draw any kind of rhetorical comparisons right now gotcha. between one event, one one series of events, and another event. Um, let's because do it. I just yeah. I just think that's a, I just think that's fair. You know what I'm saying, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. And um, so I'll just tell you, kind of, for me, um, when I learned about this event, I felt moved to go. Um, for me, it's very important um, that we have transparent elections in this country. And if we don't have transparent elections in this country, then we don't really have a country. We have a banana republic. And to, for me and from my point of view, there were enough serious questions that I wanted to have transparency. And and I, I didn't go there for Donald Trump. I didn't. I went there because I believe in transparent elections, and I believe in the Constitution, and I believe in sovereignty. And so that was why I went. I want people to know that. I didn't go there as a Trump fanboy. I went there for, you know, um, greater a greater set of ethos than, than one man. And um, so I put out a call on social media for anyone who wanted to meet me there um, to contact me. So because I was concerned, you know, you guys might know, I also am a certified executive protection agent. Yep. And so I had some concerns about security, you know, for myself. And um, so I thought, hey, what I'll do is, who contacts me, who wants to meet up, and eventually it ended up being about 20 people. Right. And I wrote up a very informal security plan. There was, no, there was no rank, there was no nothing. In fact, I let everyone know, listen, today's your day. I'm not here to be your boss. You guys do you know, what, what you're here to do, but here's a, here's a very informal security plan, and if things go badly, um, then that's, we, we, can, we can support each other, we can protect each other. And we can protect other people as well. Not to be vigilantes or anything like that, but, you know, we had, we had medical kits on us and things like that. We, we made it very clear. You know, we've all posted about what the laws were in D.C. None of us had any weapons of any kind. We just knew that there was, that there was security in numbers. And that's it. Listen, so I, I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to jump ahead. in too often, but for folks, that's it. You, the, you normally, I want to think. You want you to think about what you do every day. You go back and forth to work. You do your thing. You know your security plan for for what you do every day. Todd's talking about. Listen, I said it was a half million. He's he's got to confirm now it's a million. You've got you and nineteen of your closest friends. You know you're unarmed because you're obeying the law, and now you're in a group of a million people. Yeah. Guess what? You come up with a security plan because that's what this smart person does. You would never walk. You would never walk yeah. into a, a football game without having a security plan around eighty thousand people. Well, this is the same thing. Okay, that's what Todd's telling you. So, so keep uh, paying yeah, attention. Always, Pay attention. Yeah, I always have a security. I always have a security yeah. plan. You know, I always. Right. That's what I do. That's what I teach. Right, right. and that's um, so. I wrote up a security plan. It was very informal, but there was enough there to, for us to work with informally. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so um, I put that out. We, we created a, a chat on Messenger, and I put that out and distributed it to everybody and let everybody know, look, um, we, we need to know kind of what the laws are in D.C. as well, like stand your ground laws and what the use of force laws are there. And I let everyone know we're going to avoid conflict at all costs. Right. We will do everything, no matter how patient we have to be, we're going to avoid all conflict at all costs. 
So um, I ended up uh, going down with another guy, um, and we did at 5.30 in the morning on the 6th, we went down to the mall. (laughs) And uh, we did some some advanced work. You know, we just wanted to familiarize ourselves, re-familiarize ourselves with the area just to help educate people, like, where the flow lines were, where's the cover, where's the concealment, where's the egress, where can we escape to, where are rally points, what's our communication plan. Everyone brought radios, and we synced those up, you know. So I just kind of wanted to get down there and, you know, like, where's a good, pla- a good safe meeting place for us, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I went down there. It was cold, cold out that day. And I'm from Minnesota. It was a different kind of damp, right. windy cold. And then... um there were the speeches at the ellipse, and we were way up by the Washington Monument. Like we couldn't even, we could barely hear anything. Like one in every twenty words we could hear. So okay. we were there, and then as the things started kind of to wind down from those speeches and, and Donald Trump's speech, we said, "Hey, let's before Trump is done, why don't we head back toward the Capitol? And we want to get ahead of this crowd." And so we just started walking back all the way across the mall, and. Uh, then we, uh, I've kind of staged up, uh, I was there mo- before most people in our group, and I kind of staged up in our meeting place near the uh, Botanical Garden is where, where our meeting place was, uh, quite a little ways away from the Capitol. Okay. And I was there just waiting, and then uh, as I was sitting there waiting, I noticed that a group of people um, moved. There were metal barriers around the west lawn on the west side of the Capitol, okay. moved the barriers, and a bunch of people started running toward the Capitol. And the next thing I knew, it all happened so fast, all of the barriers were gone. <laughs> yeah. All the metal barriers were literally gone. Like, they were, they were, like they were virtually non-existent. Right. Um, I, another reason that I wanted to be there, on a, in addition to exercising my First Amendment rights, was I'm a, I'm a documentary filmmaker. This is going to be a historical event, so I wanted to document it. Right. And it was just with my cell phone. You know, bits and pieces here where I thought I could safely do it. Of, of which you, so, you've, you've shared a couple um, with me already, and folks, this is when you, when it's put together, you're going to be amazed. It's absolute the opposite of what you've been told so far. Yeah, and so I, um, you know, along with you know twenty thousand other people, <laughs> moved toward uh, moved closer to the Capitol. Todd, I let's, wanted to be. Let's I wanted hold to there be for there. a minute. Let's just hold there for a minute because we got we're coming up on the end of the break. I want to set this up for people so when we get back at at this point, like you said, you've uh, every the the speeches are over, people have moved away, and now barricades are all of a sudden down by by a group of people. And I want to ask you about that group of people when we get back. So um, we come back from coming after the break. I want to I'm curious. I want to hear from you what what your opinion was on that crowd that 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 moved those so let's let's hold up there and we'll come back from the break you're listening to arms room radio coming to you live from the magswag.com studios on with this is todd fossey from integrative defense strategies and he'll be back with us after the break smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. 
Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. <laughs> right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, and there were more than a few, I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from smokers we've helped to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the quitter in you at quitterinyou.org. There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for? Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, but so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. So are you? Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios, the MagSwag.com studios. Hey, while you're listening to uh, to us here for the rest, of the rest of the show, check them out. Go to the MagSwag.com studios. The MagSwag.com studios. Listen, they're always looking for new ideas, too. If you've got anything you want to see on there, let them know. Uh, also, like I said, special this week, you can get the, the yellow twisted tea can looking, uh, you know, 30-round AR magazines for your, for your rifle there. So check that out. Um, hey, 
jumping back into the, the conversation we've been having with Mr. Todd Fossey from Integrative Defense Strategies. And Todd, that's thisisids.com, correct? Yes, sir. And uh, please check us out on our YouTube channel. We're working on growing our YouTube channel even more than it already is. Integrative Defense Strategies on YouTube and on Facebook. Please check us out. I'd be honored if you did. There you go, folks. Check it. Check them out there as well. So, uh, Todd, we, we left off. You uh, you guys had been, uh, the speeches are over. You, you were moving down towards the Capitol, uh, and you saw the uh, some people moving the, the barricades, the barriers. My, my question is, um, anything well, unusual? Honestly, I didn't see them move it. I, hold on a second. Let okay. me be clear. I didn't see them moving the barricades at that point. Okay. Um, it was. I was a little bit overwhelmed, and I was looking for my group. I was looking gotcha. to see who okay. in my group was going to be near me so we could coordinate. And before I knew what had happened, I realized that the barricades had been moved, and many people were now quickly moving toward the Capitol. Okay, so same same question uh, for me. Thank you for clarifying, though. Anything uh, unusual about about that group that was where, where the barricades used to be? Any anything that seemed odd to I, you? I couldn't, you know, because because I didn't. I didn't um, because I didn't see them move, move it. I, it was hard for me to like, you know, ascertain kind of what what their mo is. Usually, okay. like um, you know, you you know, Mike. Like usually, for guys like us, we can identify operators. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Even if they're covert operators, we can usually pick them out of a crowd. And I saw them. I I definitely saw them within that group for sure. Okay, so um, let's move I on from identify there. Yeah. Who they were or what their motives were? Sure. Okay, got it. Yeah. Unobserved at that tell. point. No big yeah. deal. No big deal. Um, so you yeah. you're you're there. Yeah. You're looking for your group. Let's t- let's let's hand it back to you. Take it from there. Yeah, so I was just kind of looking for my group, and um, then before I knew it, I realized that the bar- that the barricades had been moved, and um, that you know many people, thousands of people, were quickly moving toward the Capitol, and they were just moving toward what I call what I call right now the public area. There's okay. a public area at the base of at the ground level of the west side of the Capitol, and that's where they where they all were. Okay, was right there, and so I moved a little bit closer. Um, to that uh, for a while, and then slowly worked my way sort of into that public that public area. There was uh, most people probably saw on the news there was a, there was a, a thin police line right there. Yes, right that went across that kind of went into the commons area, what I call the commons area there. So there's the public area on the outside of the police line, and then there was the commons area that I call inside of the police line, um, closer to the Capitol. So I went there for a while. And uh, the the it was very. I want to want people to know that um, from my description and from my point of view, it, the the people that were there were very impassioned. Okay, they Good were word. emphatic. They were they were frustrated. Um, I would call the scene dramatic, but I wouldn't call the scene violence. Violent. From from what I saw, I'm just want the public know. From what I saw, I didn't see violence. Okay. I just didn't. I saw I saw defiance. Right. I saw defiance, but I did not see violence. I saw impassioned defiance, but I did not see violence. No, Todd. I think and that's so the I feeling was, that, that, that a lot of us get is is, is that we we from this whole thing is that this is clear 
uh, you know, a, a, a stolen election. This is this is clear fraud. This is I don't care what the other side wants to say. When you start pulling suitcases from underneath tables, uh, when you start closing things down early, when you have hundreds of thousands of votes without any certification to them that show up at three in the morning. There's no transparency there. That's going to cause frustration. That's going to cause defiance. And that's what you're, the feeling you felt up there in D.C. is the same thing the rest of us are feeling around the country. Yeah. You've got a half million, a million of you up there, and 73 more of us out here going, yes, um, this is what we feel. Yeah, I think, you know, I think so. Um, I want to I say it you know, for the record and publicly that I hate violence. I got in this business because I despise violence. Right. I despise imposing force onto other people. Right. That's the opposite of freedom. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And so I I want to let people know that I, I despise that. And um, I am, I do not advocate. We'll get into the rest of the story later, and I never did. I, I never saw, I never envisioned anybody ever trying to enter that building. For one, because I, I didn't think... I just didn't didn't occur to me that it would happen. But two, in my mind, that's the second most secured building on the planet. Right. You know, there's the Pentagon, right? And then there's the Capitol. Yeah, right. right? And then there's the White House, the three most secured buildings. I'm like, there's no way anyone would be dumb enough to even try that. So I didn't really think about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it didn't even really occur to me. So anyway, I moved closer. Um, I want to get some footage and move closer to where the police line was. And this this had gone on uh, as I was in that sort of that public area for quite a while, a couple of hours. And what it was was, yes, there was frustration up front, but what it was was people singing the national anthem. What it was was people reciting the Pledge of Allegiance. What it was was people singing hymns, Yeah, How Great Thou Art. What it was was people praying together. Like, really? Like, really? That's what it was. And yes, there was chance, like, stop the steal, and there were chance for Trump and things like that, but the general tone and feel of the experience was quite the opposite of violence. There was defiance. Obviously, people were, sure. or some people at sure. that point were climbing up towers and scaffolding and things like that, but it wasn't that much at that point. There weren't a lot of people who had done that. So I moved closer to the front line. Um, I was maybe two or three people back from the front line, uh, from where the police line was at that point. Right. Two or three people back from where the police were. <laughs> and um, roughly right in that area, it's hard to tell. And I started to feel, well, I'm going back up a little bit. Just uh, before that, um, I don't know, maybe 15 or 20 minutes before that, there were people up on that front line who had ripped barricades away from the police okay. and had handed them back. Okay. I had no part in that. I didn't, I didn't want any part in that. And so I moved, I moved closer to the police line. Cause I want to, I want to get a feel for that. I want to get some footage of that on my cell phone. And I started to feel some pressure behind me pushing. And I started to turn uh, to look back. And as I turned and look back, I saw, a, I don't know, maybe I'm just giving an estimate somewhere between 200 and 350 people with determined looks on their faces who were pushing hard. Yeah, not good. And then I started to feel pressure coming from the other side Yeah, where the police were pushing from the other direction. And I was like, oh, man. And I tried to get out of the way. I tried to get out of there because I'm like, oh, this is not good. Yeah. 
And then before I knew what had happened, I was, because of the pressure coming from both directions, I was picked off of my feet maybe three or four inches. Wow. And everyone pushed. There was a big push all at once. Yeah. And that broke through. That broke, well, it was kind of a combination of, from what, from the best of my memory at right now, uh, I'd love to see some video of that push sometime. I still haven't seen it. Right. But um, you'll see me in there. You'll see what happens. So I, um, it was a sort of a combination of breaking through the police line and the police retreating at the same time because the, the best of my recollection, because before I knew it, I was spun around and I was on the ground. Right. That's, and that's, all, that's what happens in a month. That's how people, people get were trampled. on top yeah. of me. Yeah. Yeah, and I did. I did. I got trampled for, you know, best estimate, somewhere between 30 seconds to a minute. Right. Um, there were lots of people on top of me and climbing over me and running over me. And there was a woman next to me, like really, like literally, like right next to me. And I tried the best I could to shield her to protect her. Um, and uh, so we just looked at each other and we said, breathe. You know, we just kept telling, we just kept saying to each other, we just got to keep breathing. We just got to keep breathing. That's it. That's it. That's what you're going to do. Um, and, and that's the, that's that presence yeah, of mind, folks. And, that's unfortunately. You know, here's there's yeah. somebody that Todd did you, you, you don't know you, you've never met them before but you're in this crowd and and trying to make sure they get through this as well um it's 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 it's, a, it's amazing because guess what that's what a sheepdog does that's what a citizen defender does make sure everybody's everybody's life is valuable and we're, we're going to try and protect everyone Amen. Um, um Todd we got, we're coming up we're coming up on the break so hang out with us for another okay. for another couple minutes and we're going to come back and we're going we're going to do, do this some more um, folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. When we get back, we'll have more from uh, Mr. Todd Fossey. This is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. Mark. Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off at Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. 
That wasn't 40. <laughs> well, we're going to be live. It's going to be 40. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. It is on you. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios, the magswag.com studios. Going to jump right back into it with our guest, Mr. Todd Fossey from this is IDS.com. That's Integrative Defense Strategies. You can also check them out at Facebook and YouTube uh, for, for, for what they're doing there as well. Todd, we got about nine minutes left before the hour, the end of the hour. So okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hand it to you, okay. let you roll through it, and then uh, depending on where we are, whether okay. we're coming back next hour to talk some more politics or not. But I want to let you get through this. And you, you left us last segment with you, you had this you and this woman were, were, were in fear of getting trampled, and you uh, you started to shield her. To well, we you guys were, were, were we comforting in fear each other. Of being trampled. Yeah, you were being trampled. We weren't. We weren't in fear. fear. We were being trampled. Right. Yeah, right. She was small. She was small. She like fit right like next to me. So my shoulders and my hips were wide enough, and I could put my legs and frame over to help to sit, take some of the pressure. I just want to say, you know, one of the things that really helped me there was. You know, I do a lot of Brazilian jiu-jitsu and grappling, and so I'm used to a lot of top pressure. Right, right. I would have panicked, I think, had I not been used to that kind of that kind of top pressure and learning how to breathe through that. So I was able to stay pretty calm, but she was feisty. She she said to me, she said, not today. We're not dying today. Nice. She was super <laughs> nice. feisty. Nice. She was, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Uh, but I never saw her again. I was just before I knew, like, we were separated, and but... I just started yelling, let us up, let us up. And, right. you know, and then they did. Other people sort of kind of formed a circle around us and sort of helped us get back to our nice. feet. And, um, yeah, and I, I uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't that big of a deal. I kind of left that area and, and uh, gathered myself for a little bit. And then I just, you know, wanted to take in the scene. But then by the time I looked up, the entire commons area was full of people, and so were the, so was the terrace and the scaffolding for, okay. um the inauguration where they had that set up was you probably saw everyone's seen the pictures right. was literally full of people, people before I even knew what had happened. Right. And, um, and again, but it was the same, it was the same feel. It was the same feel. There wasn't a violent feel at all. It was no, even though I had just been trampled, I was, I didn't feel as though it was violent. I didn't feel as though it was afraid. There wasn't a violent atmosphere. And in fact, you know, um, I interviewed people down there because I wanted to get a feel for who they was, who was there. Interviewed them on camera. I want to get a feel for who was there and why they were there, and what their thoughts were. And I interviewed an eighty-year-old woman who was maybe five feet tall. Right. And you can see when I interviewed her, there's no fear. She's calm as a cucumber, and she just very calmly shared why she was there. She wasn't afraid at all. You know. And, uh, like a small, like maybe 75 year old Asian man. Why, why asked him why he was there? You know, while I'm thinking about that, I just want to say this was a lot. This was the whole spectrum of people. This was literally, I'm not just saying this, this was white and black and Hispanic and Asian and gay and straight. And there were wealthy celebrities and grassroots. Like you, there's a whole spectrum of Americans. And I can tell you right now. There was no division. There was no animosity toward one another. There, none of that was. None of that was present. 
It didn't. It didn't exist. There was no group. There was no group separation happening there. Um, you know, it's it's amazing. You so said that, Todd. I've, I've got go uh, I've got the videos um, you sent to me. I got to, I, privileged enough that you sent them to me. I got to sneak peek them. And like you said, there was a the elderly uh, white woman, the uh, the the Asian, and I would call him uh, probably a an immigrant American citizen. Um, the younger uh, uh, black yeah, gentleman, broken English. Yep, yep. And every one yeah. of them, when you asked them what they were doing there, they all said the same thing. And you could tell. Listen, from the background, these weren't idios. These weren't videos of the three of them standing next to each other. That you took these over the course of a day, and every one of them said the same thing. They were there for freedom, freedom. Freedom. The election was being stolen. Okay. They were there to stop that. Their government and their way of life is about to be stolen away from them also. They were there for freedom. And it was very, very touching, which is why I'm saying, folks, I, I'm, you're going you're gonna to love this, this documentary when this comes out. Well, hold on a second, Mike. I want to say, I didn't, I didn't shoot enough footage for a documentary. <laughs> I just wanted to document it for myself, you know, and... So I had documentation of, well, of you, the experience. I'll tell you what you need to do. What is, it was really like, and I had a feeling that it would be spun. So I wanted to, I wanted to cover what it was like. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be spun into something that it wasn't. You need to do if you want to pump that YouTube channel, Todd. You need to do a five-minute video of what you experienced, splicing those people, giving those, uh, giving those statements, and, and and that five minutes would be enough. That's that's enough to show what happened there. But uh, let me let let you go. We only got about four minutes left. I want to let you get through this. But, Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll 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 do do the best I can to sort of fast forward here. But that was the mood for a while. Like myself included. Like there were pastors there. We were praying together and singing hymns, and we were again singing national anthems and reciting patriotic verses. I mean, that's what it was like. And then you started to hear boos from the crowd, and I couldn't see from where I was at what people were booing about. But I started to hear rumors that people were trying to get into the building. The crowd was booing those that were trying to get into the building, and I've, I've seen footage later of people that were there trying to stop those from getting into the building. We like, we didn't want that. I, I would have never even thought it for one, like I said earlier. But we did. We, no, the crowd did not want that. That right. whoever was doing that did not have support from the crowd. And even after that, I thought honestly, in my mind at that time, I thought it's two or three idiots that are you know going to get in there. They're going to be arrested right away. It's going to be quashed. Like. I had no clue what what would would have transpired in you know or, or was about to transpire inside of the, the the capital. No, I had no clue whatsoever. And I and I never I'll say it publicly right now like I I I I adamantly disagree with it. I don't yeah. think that that was even remotely necessary or appropriate in any way whatsoever. There was no there was no positive outcome that could come from that. None. Um, and, and so I, I don't even think the people outside really knew, had any idea what was going on in there. You, I really listen, don't. You're the one that I've talked to that you know, have gotten the most detail about this, just be, you know the, the way you're able to articulate it and put together your thoughts. Everybody else is more emotion that I've spoken to. Um, and, and I'm hearing the same thing that uh, a lot of them don't believe that the people that got in or caused the, the, the violence were the, the people that were there for the same reason you you were there uh, for those to, to support the the support freedom and support to transparency uh, or just as a MAGA supporter um, now we do know from what they're telling us that the young lady that was killed inside by the uh, the, the police shot um, was was it was a MAGA supporter of what they're saying but um, you know I don't know whether she flowed in as part of the the press of the crowd I don't know if the, if it was part of the uh, you know the, the, the mob mentality 
I uh, don't know, but I mean the the message that I think that does show, um, not that it was it was one that I would ever sign on to and want to be involved with. I'm not looking to, you know, uh, destroy my own uh, you know infrastructure of my government, but but it, it, it that's got to send a message to I think some of those people sitting up there in the in the glass palace saying, you know what, did you you're not just up here spouting off. Well, this is what my constituents want. You you, you know now you now you see that. There's there's more than just what you want. It's what the people want. Yeah, I mean, I I really, um, you know, because I, I because of what I do for a living as a force science analyst, as well. I'm a force science analyst. I I always what no matter what happens, I don't like to speculate on use of force events ever until I have all of the evidence. You know, I just don't think it's appropriate ever, no matter how my feelings are about it. So when it comes to that, the different use of force instance like that, I want to be really careful that I just, I, I just don't think it's appropriate for me to speculate on that. I do have some questions. You know, there's some things that seem kind of suspicious that, you know, that don't, that some pieces that don't seem to fit. But I don't, but I honestly, I don't know. There seems to be some evidence of some um, nefarious things that were taking place in terms of entering into the Capitol. Um, but again, I don't have all the evidence on that, and so I want to be careful. I'm open to it. I'm wide open to it. But I want to be careful of making any inappropriate assumptions on, on that topic. And, and, and much appreciated. Again, I, I don't, make, I, I don't know the sense, answers. Mike? Does that make sense? No, it does. It does. And I don't know the answers either. I mean, the observation I was trying to, to make was, you know, maybe it is the wake-up call. Again, this is not something I would have supported, something I would have signed on to myself. Uh, but, you know, maybe, maybe that's enough. When, 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 the, when, the, when a million people, you know, are, are standing outside your door and a thousand of them roll through your door and sit in your office because they don't agree with your policies, maybe that's a, that's a clue that you should maybe re-examine your policies. You know, that's, that's all I'm saying there. Um, Todd, um, if you're willing to stick around, we'll bring you back another segment or two here. You, you, can you do that? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Oh, awesome, awesome. All right, folks, that's the end of the first hour. Until we uh, see you second hour, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. 
Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you from the magswag.com studios, where Arms Room Radio, coming to you from the magswag.com studios. Hey, uh, we promised to do all things gun, all the gun time for you. I don't do it by myself. Let me go around the room real quick and introduce you to my fellow compatriots that are here with me today. Well, half of them are here. We're going to do half of them. We're going to say hi, and the other half, we're just going to play his music because people love the music. <laughs> uh, um, on my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? Is half of them going to say hi? How you doing? There hi. you go. How you doing? He said hi. He said hi. Uh, let's see. On the left would normally be the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja, maximum effort, attorney Kevin Maxwell. But uh, he's at the beach today. <laughs> at least that's the story well, I'm telling. Well, well okay. I was a sav. I, I know what's going on, and it's even I, – I personally think it's better – than being at the beach, you know, as he told in the previous shows, he's uh, he's legal counsel for rare breed triggers. Yes, he's helping them out at the gun show. Oh, that's right. That's this week. That's right. We forgot to yeah. talk about that. Oh yeah. yeah, Kevin is no, no, no. You know what? It's actually in my notes. He is. Uh, if you're in the Central Florida area, it's right here. If you're in the Central Florida area, go to the Central Florida Fairgrounds. And I listen. I know you're listening to us in the Pacific Northwest. You know, you, you can go to rarebreedtriggers.com. <laughs> you can go to rarebreedtriggers.com and get you. Get there. If you're listening in Maine, Texas, Colorado, rarebreedtriggers.com, go there and get them. If you're in Florida, Central Florida area, the Central Florida Fairgrounds uh, show this weekend, you can go there, meet Kevin, say hi to Kevin. The lawyer is in and uh, and get you get you a rare a rare breed trigger. So yeah, attempt your round of stump the lawyer. There you go. Exactly right. You know, I'll tell you what usually works? Math. Actually, he's quite good at that. He's, well, he's good at billing. He's, he's, he's got, I was billing, say, he's yeah. got to figure, figure he's, his percentage. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah if it's one-third, he's covered. He knows, exactly, <laughs> he knows what one-third of everything is. Yeah, exactly right. So, um, Hey, let's jump right back into our, our last caller. Uh, we, 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 we talked all the last hour with, uh, with him uh, about this topic. Um, uh, please welcome back to the program uh, Mr. Todd Fossey from Integrative Defense Strategies. Todd, welcome back to the show. Hey guys, thanks, uh, Todd. You, you know, we, we 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 finished last hour with your "I was there" story. You know, you you gave us what you saw, what your impressions were there. Um, I, mm-hmm. I I wanted to ask you about 
you know, the, now now let's jump into it. Uh, we, we only got about four or five minutes left this segment. The the politics of it. What what's your feel now after having seen it initially? Had a couple of days to uh, to 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 sit there and, and and go through it and 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 have those memories sharpen up on you. What what's your impression politically of what happened? Well, politically, of what happened in what way specifically? I just want to make sure I understand your question. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. Um, That's a pretty pretty broad question, so I just want to narrow it down a little bit. Does this, from from this point forward, where we know it looks like we have a new administration coming in, what happened there, does that help the country move forward? Does that that hold us in a stalemate? Does that drive us behind? Um, You know, we keep hearing the talk of, unity from the other half and i'm sorry i've said this before my belief is they want unity as long as you do what they want you to do um what you saw up there today does this does this does this help heal or does this help uh or you know continue to focus on no i I really i really feel like sorry mike i I really feel like the narrative is really designed to create further division okay you know it's one of the one of my one of the reasons why i want to document the event you know, one, I wanted to have a, you know, have a, uh, what I thought was an accurate account of what, what, of what I could shoot anyway. I can only shoot 30 seconds or one minutes here and there, right? But, um, but the, like I was talking about in the, the, the first half of the show, like there wasn't division there. Like there, there wasn't division among groups. It was, there was a lot of unity. I mean, it was all unity, right. to be honest with you. And so the, uh, the way I see it now, it just it creates an even bigger wedge between those on the left and those on the right, you know. And that's now what I, that's now what I want to see. But I think, unfortunately, that's I think that's where we're at right now. I, I think the country right now is, think, is further at odds with each other than we were in 1860. I think that you know whether whether that's because of you know the the, the medium of of modern technology. Um, whatever it happens to be, you know, it's instantaneous now rather than waiting a month later for a newspaper. Um, I think the divide now is stronger than it was, uh, you know, 160 years ago. Um, it's, it's it, folks, 1860 is when the civil war started for those that don't have the book in front of them. Um, I, I think we're worse off now. I think this gathering of a million people with you being there, uh, is, is the, is the notice to the other side that, you can talk unity all you want, just because you say it uh, doesn't mean that we're going to fall in line as as uh, as good uh, you know socialist soldiers and, and salute and charge up that hill. I think that uh, the, the the people that were there were there to say no. They were there to put their foot down to say that they weren't going to take this. They weren't going to take it lying down. That the, the, the people that were there, I, I'm, I'm speaking in a gross generalization. Obviously, I can't speak sure, for a million right, people, right, right? right? There's always going to be bad apples in any group, right? But the people that were there were good people. They were, oh, they were, it was, they were, you know, all American, salt of the earth kind of people. Like they really, really were. And and uh, I, I mean, I, I thought it was a cross section. I thought it was a really good cross section of what what represented the majority of America. I really do. I really do. I know there's people who don't agree, obviously, but I think that the people who don't agree with that are in, in, um, in the minority. I have to be honest right. with you. I think in, in a, the great, in a great minority to be, to be frank. Right. That's it. I, I agree with you completely. I think that's, that sums it up 
Exactly. They were, we, you were there. The people were there to say no, no. Just just because you say it doesn't make it so. You know, no. no. And we're going to continue to resist any tyrannical attempts uh, to put restrictions on our freedoms. That's that's all there is to it. Absolutely. That's what the Constitution was created for. You know, that's 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 why we were created as a constitutional representative republic. That's that's the whole idea. And um, that was the, that was the over the overarching sentiment of of the of the rhetoric. I'll just say it. Yeah, the rhetoric that day. That was the overarching sentiment. Is these were people who want to live free and independent. Yeah, exactly right. And and that's it's that simple. Like Todd, it's uh it's been a pleasure. It's been a treat to have you on. Um, uh, your story is uh, well, it's. It's one in a million, but it's the one that we've got, and and, and it was it was wonderful to hear it firsthand from you. Um, uh, please tell people how they can follow you. Thanks a lot, guys. Please check out our social media pages on YouTube and, and Facebook, Integrative Defense Strategies on YouTube and Facebook. Thanks a lot so much for having me, guys. Folks, Mr. Todd Fossey, Integrative Defense Strategies. If you're not following him, well, then, then you're wrong. That's all there is to it. Thanks, Todd. Stick around. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. We'll be back after the break. All right. All right. Which one do you want to do? Maybe we can see if Bill does that. I don't know if that's his story. You want to talk do you about love new guns? bourbon? Talk about Boundary, the new Caltech? Oak Distillery. Do, that do you us? love so whiskey? Jump. Boundary, no way to oak jump back into guns, Distillery. and I think just do, do you guns. love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. No, You'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun... Remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. Here we go. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. 
And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. So you... Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. The MagSwag.com <laughs> studios. I've heard from MagSwag a couple times. We're here. i heard from a couple other people. First off, yes, you can go there right now. You can order yourself the uh, the new Twisted Tea. It's up on their website at the MagSwag.com studios. And if you got anything else ideal and cool, listen, they they know if you're a Cleveland Indians fan, you know you can put the you can put the Cleveland uh, you know the tribe you know uh, uh, Chief Wahoo on there. You can do all of that. They're looking for ideas like uh, you know like a, like a twisted tea kind of thing. You know something something crazy that uh, they could jump into. Um, and I'm sure if you give them a crazy idea and they love it. They they might actually give you like a dollar off coupon. You know? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's it. Yeah. They're, they're they're that kind of guys. They're oh gonna, yeah, they're, they're gonna they're gonna take care of you over there. So so check them out themagswag.com, uh, and they uh, they're there for all your legal needs. No, that's Kevin. Um, that's, <laughs> uh, they're, they're there for all your uh, magazine desires and needs. Uh, Let's see. Or, oh, there's a new gun Ma- on the market. Mag swag, Max Law. Oh, I, I, I can understand. Mag swag, the Max Law. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they, um, there's a new gun on the market. Yes, there there's is. There's a new gun in town, boys. Now, I'm going to let you take us through this one because I'm going to look up uh, some pricing for ammo while you're talking about the new gun. <laughs> okay. Well, this is this thanks. is a, this is a this is a great gun. This is a great. gun. Yes. Nothing else. You know, our, our good friends over at Keltec, they're they're always coming up with something new and unusual. Uh, they, they jumped into the market as well with making something for the 5.7 caliber. We, we've seen a couple of recent 5.7s. We've seen, um, uh, I guess the most recent one that's on the market is the Ruger 5.7. Right, right. And that's a traditional-looking pistol. You know, right. right? A standard-looking, you know, kind of could be a, a full-size sidearm. Mm-hmm. Um, We've seen um, Diamondback come out with one. I'm not sure if theirs is in production. They've just shown they've had their coming out party, so to speak. Yeah, within the past month or two, and I believe that was designed to have been at Shot Show this year. Yeah, um, and that's kind of based off a. Uh, to me, it looks like a the 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 Diamondback looks like a pistol caliber carbine running off. FN five seven pistol mags. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It you looks know, like 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 I would say, if they started with a forged upper and lower from an AR and made some changes to it, right? And use that use that magazine like exactly you said. the same, just different. Yeah, exactly right. It, yeah, it runs great. It just don't start. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Um, the um, oh, it's, I'm sorry. That's it's inside joke, folks. We're not supposed to do inside jokes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember somebody yelling at me about not doing those. You know what? I, years ago, I and who's the biggest i'm gonna tell the Source story i'm now? gonna tell the story real quick we'll do it we uh we went to a gun auction one time um good friend uh, uh who's uh, owns uh, always armed in orlando um and uh, we went to a gun auction and we got there and there was a big old rv out front it, that that's it was a recreational vehicle all right? <laughs> it, was, it was a big old RV. was was it the em50 it was not the em50 it did not have the capabilities of the em50 uh, and it was there, and we're sitting there, and the woman comes out, and she's probably, I don't know, in her 60s or 70s. You know, this is clearly a family member has died, and she's taking care of this. And, and, and we're looking at this this RV, and she says, um, uh, we ask a couple of specs, and then we said, well, tell us about it. And she says, well, it runs great. It just don't start. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and we know what she meant, you know. 
but it's not what she said. And so and it runs good. Uh, the batteries are dead, though. It, it, right. As opposed to it runs great. It just don't start. You know? <laughs> if it don't start, how does it run? You know? <laughs> Oh well. <laughs> look, look at it like Marconi's dog looking yeah, at the record button. Exactly huh? right. Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, All right. So back to the five seven. So uh, the Diamondback come out with the uh, a forged model of it, you know, with an upper and lower. And now we've got the Keltec version. Yes. Well, I'll jump it back to you. Keltec announces the P Papa fifty. And Keltec did something that, you know, me personally, I would, I would follow this plan. They figured out, okay, we want to make something 5.7. Right. Who's got a good 5.7 mag? Which is what, listen, that's what uh, Diamondback did. They, they used right. the, uh, the the FN mag, right. which which was a, Yo, was Di- that a 20-round mag, I think it is? Ballpark, yeah. 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 Diamondback went with the the 5.7 caliber FN pistol magazine. Correct. Well, Keltec said, hold my beer. Hold my beer. <laughs> Keltec went with the 5.7 caliber P90 50 round mag. Yes. In a pistol. Yes. You thought the 30 round Keltec <laughs> PMR 30 that's, held a lot of rounds? That's cute. Yeah. It's not special. <laughs> and the really interesting aspect of this is the way they've designed it. Picture, you know, the, the, the you've got the pistol grip and then the, you know, the, the rail along the bottom. Yes. Well, the P90 mag lays on top of that with the, I'm going to say, the, the feed lips facing up. Where if you're familiar with how a P90 takes the magazine, the, the feed lips uh, go down. Yes. And one cool thing that, you know, might bring back memories uh, for you of, you know, handling belt fed and all that to where you've got to pop the receiver cover up. You have to do that with this pistol. You do have to pop the cover up, which, the, you know, that's where the barrel and bolt and everything are in that, lay the magazine down, and then essentially you close the chamber down onto the magazine. Now, while it, it that is not very conducive to fast magazine changes, you got 50 rounds. You're <laughs> yeah. not going to have to do yeah. it very often. Right. Yeah, it's 50 rounds. You might. That means every fourth time you change a Glock 17, man. <laughs> you gotta I'm change still one going. <laughs> Oh, crazy, crazy! It's got um, got a Picatinny rail uh, up at the on the bottom. Uh, me personally, I'd I'd be looking at you know light laser combination, uh, but then uh, borderline full length Picatinny rail across the top for any type of optics. And of course, they're they're looking at uh, making uh, adjust or attachments on the back for uh, you know the arm braces or you know if you want to get into SBRing it because I mean. Out of a you know quote unquote short barrel, let's see what the specs on that. It's a just shy of a ten inch barrel, so that that's plenty of barrel for a five seven to get all the ballistics out of it. It's it's neat because whereas the and again these are these are two different kinds. The the, the Diamondback has that AR style, that forward magazine to right. it. Right. Um, yes, I could put a. It looks like I can put forward uh, you know forward grip on it um, or an angled foregrip. Yeah, uh, to stay to stay class three legal, or put the shoulder stock, or put a brace on it, whatever I happen to do. The the Keltec one is more pistol. I could see carrying this in a holster. It's like carrying a oh yeah, like carrying a hog leg. Yeah, okay? like carrying a like carrying an old revolver, old west revolver with an eight inch barrel kind of thing on it. This looks like 
like Princess Leia's lightsaber or Princess Leia's blaster. Yeah, as I say, you know, when we were looking at the article, I mean, it, it, you you helped me refine it a little bit, but but the first impulse I had was, this is Han Solo's blaster. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have the optic on top of it, but that that's the the general design of it. The 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 first feeling I got of it. And this looks lightweight enough to where it's it's easily you know shot with as a pistol, unlike when you. You know, you take one of those <laughs> AR pistols and you try and shoot it by hand and the oh, thing yeah, weighs as yeah. much as a rifle. Um, this looks like it's easy enough to shoot as as a pistol. And listen, you throw a throw an RMR red dot on the back of this or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. And, oh, man, you, you're blasting 50 rounds at a time. <laughs> you're good to go. And, and the way I look at it, I mean, you know, some people might consider this being a little heavy. You know, they've uh, the article we've got, it's got a little bit of a spec sheet. Right. <laughs> Weight unloaded. Three pounds. Yeah, that's all right. I I am of the mindset within reason. You know, when somebody tells me weight, it's like okay, that's not heavy. That's a more stable shooting platform. There you go. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. So this is pretty cool. I think the coolest part again about those uh those uh, those P ninety mags is though when you're standing there looking at them, whether it's on an AR or on the on the on the new uh the new Keltec P fifty, is that you're looking at the bullets sideways. Oh you're yeah, good, as yeah. they cycle through and then they, and that, then they rotate and turn down. Yeah, I'd say the yeah. magazine in yeah. itself is is an engineering marvel. Yeah. And when I first saw it and everything, my f- again, I, I just you know I'm I'm a I'm a realist. My first thought was like, okay, there's another possible failure point. Right, that's a complicated magazine. But you know, much to my pleasure, I, I've been proven wrong. The P90 mags are, are very very reliable. Yep, they're very uh, can can handle high rates of fire. I yes, mean, they you know, they've got you know there are military and law enforcement with uh, full auto P90s that you know they're pushing eleven hundred rounds a minute, and the mags are keeping up. So yeah, they Keltec was very very smart in this application with you know right let's let's start with the let's start with the engine first and let's build the platform around it. This is great. This is great. Yeah, we're gonna. I think we'll go over there tomorrow. We'll go say hi. Or Monday, Monday morning. Go see him. Go see Knocking him. Hey, yeah. hey. How you doing? How you doing? Got any demos? <laughs> uh, folks, hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. The magswag.com studios. We get back for after the break. We'll have Major Bill, so stick around. Major Bill. kilometers northwest of Kandahar, Afghanistan, at a remote desert military base, American soldiers are playing video games. There are cold drinks, coffee, snacks, and comfy chairs. There's an internet connection, a putting green, frisbees, and footballs. There are DVDs, books, games, and guitars. There are toothbrushes, shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. This is today's USO. It's the USO to go program. With all of the above and more, selected and ordered directly by the troops themselves, packaged and shipped anywhere in the world. Today, it's just one of the ways the USO supports our troops, lifts their spirits, and serves as the link between them and the American people. People just like you. 
To donate and to find out more about the USO, visit us at USO.org. The USO, until everyone comes home. First time that we saw combat as a unit, it was more surreal than anything. You're under fire, you're getting blown up. There's definitely adrenaline. There was the explosion. And I remember just opening my eyes and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's going to happen next and how long am I going to be here? The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me and it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time. Peer visitors, people who have been where I had been before said, look brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Earl. The Fallen Heroes segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Sergeant Ethan C. Harden died January 7, 2011, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Harden, 25, of Fayetteville, Arkansas, was assigned to the 2nd Battalion, 30th Infantry Regiment, 4th Brigade Combat Team, 10th Mountain Division, Fort Polk, Louisiana. He was killed in action of wounds suffered, suffered in the Shakar district of Logar Province, Afghanistan, when insurgents attacked his unit using an improvised explosive device and small arms fire. Also killed in the engagement was Army Private First Class Ira B. Lanningham, 22, of Zapata, Texas. Army Sergeant Ethan C. Harden, Army Private First Class Ira B. Lanningham, you are not forgotten. We 
you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179. We do have major book. My cell at 407-467-4960, and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you again for sponsoring the Fallen Hero. Folks, if you know anybody you liked here on Fallen Hero, just reach out to us at the old uh, Facebook.com slash armsroomradio is probably the quickest way to send us a message. Otherwise, uh, you know, just to go to armsroomradio.com. You can take a look and send us one from there. Uh, if you want to uh, see Kevin this weekend, check him out. He's at the Central Florida Fairgrounds Gun Show in the Orlando area. At uh, He's selling the rare breed triggers there. If you just want to get a rare breed trigger and you happen to be a you know, up in Minnesota or in Arizona, and you can't come see Kevin, just go to rarebreedtriggers.com. We, we all know how Kevin likes to poke the bear. Yes. He said he was asking for his bo- uh, asking for the company's booth right. to be set up next to the ATF's booth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah perfect, perfect. Yeah, 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 just like that. Oh, hey, yeah. boys, yeah. sold another yeah. one. What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? There you go. Hey, online with us, we have the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of the program. Please welcome back to the show, Major Bill. Ground control to Major Bill. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing this week? Yeah, doing well, doing well. Yeah, not too shabby, not too shabby. How are things with you, sir? Uh, I, I am uh, a little a little frigid, a little, little cold. Uh, I am uh, calling in this week from the city of brotherly love up in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Oh, where currently it is uh, a crisp 44 degrees. Uh, so it was, uh, it's, it's, it's a bit chilly as compared to down there in South Florida. Yeah, you know, it was, I think I just said earlier, early, when I got up this morning here, uh, it was 45 here, but... Um, you know, there's no hatred here like there is in the city of brotherly love. Um, why they call that town the city of brotherly love, I have no idea. That's the most the, – the people there are so hateful to each other uh, or out-of-towners anyway. In New York, you can go to New York as long as you're fast and, and, you, and you move quickly. They're, they're very, it's a very polite town. It's just fast. In Philly, they hate them all. <laughs> they, just, they just hate everybody. They just hate everybody. It just, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, you know, unless what, what I did find out is that unless you identify as a Flyers fan, yeah. you identify as a Flyers fan, you get a pass. Yeah. So uh, I've 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 been I've been lucky as, as myself and Officer Amy have been been uh, quite lucky over the last week that we've been up here. As long as we identified with you know the the black and orange, yep. you know the we're, we're Broad Street bums, uh, we're, go. we're good to go. Now let me ask uh, you this: one other question you got to know when you're up there: provolone or whiz? No, it's always whiz. It's always whiz. Okay. It's always whiz. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, uh, we, you know, we, we just had that discussion. We, we, we went down, went to a couple different places. But, of course, you know, you got to go to Pat's. you got to go to Chino's. Yep, yep. So we went to Pat's. And, of course, you know, all Amy walks up, oh, I'd like a cheesesteak with uh, mushrooms and onions. So they make it work. Yep. I walk up, hey, one with whiz. One with whiz. Got it. Yeah, that's and it. boom, there it is. That's it. Just like that. Uh, so... Yep. You know, harkening back to, to my, my days as a kid, visiting the, the grandparents up here, uh, I learned how to order properly. That's it. That's <laughs> it, yeah. And you knew what your order was before you got inside. 
You didn't have to stand there and go, um, let me get a, because uh, they go, next. <laughs> and you stand there with your order in your pocket. <laughs> as soon as I said, you know, one with whiz, yep. you know, boom, there it is, next. Yep, you know, that's it. And it took them like 30 seconds to, to make mine. Yep. And, you know, which is, you know, kind of yeah. slow. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, they're, they're yeah. a little busy today. Yeah. And Officer right. Amy, she's due to get hers but, uh, tomorrow. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's all right. But first and foremost, I want to say that today is National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. So to all my police officers, deputy sheriffs, state troopers, uh, heck, I'll even throw in the, the, the federal agents and <laughs> and officers and, and everybody out there that totes a badge and a gun, uh, you are appreciated. Uh, we, we do love you. Yes. We do need you. And uh, always remember that the silent majority uh, is out there. And a lot of people have your six, uh, like I, I like to say every week. Yeah. Yeah, listen, we saw an example of it this week. You know, the, the, thin, the thin line between chaos and, uh, and order. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know... It, and a lot of people talking about, oh, well, the police just let them in. Well, when you're one or two guys and you're standing behind a, a sawhorse barrier uh, and there's, you know, a thousand people coming at you, uh, there's a difference between holding the line and, uh, you know, surviving. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think that they willingly let anybody in. They, they did their best to, to defend. Uh, it's easy to Monday morning quarterback and, and uh, we saw that the you know, chief of the Capitol Police resigned the next day. Um, you know, were they properly prepared? Uh, you know, being an administrator and, again, Monday morning quarterbacking, uh, yeah, there probably could have been a heck of a lot more that was done, uh, especially knowing that we're having the electoral college count. Uh, but that's neither here nor there right now. It's passed. Yep. Uh, all we can do is, is hopefully learn from it and move on. I'll say this, is it, uh, and then leave it off to you because we only got a couple minutes left, but it uh, doesn't matter if you're the civilian defender of yourself and your family or you're the law enforcement officer on the front line, there's no amount of, no amount of physical property worth your life. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, but real quick, since we have a couple minutes left, I have a real quick Florida man story. Oh, yeah. Do um, it. Do it. You know, this, this it, yeah it goes it goes to this back in December December fifteenth uh, of last year, but it is a Florida man story and it's a whole new take on the castle doctrine. So you know, in the castle doctrine, you can defend your house, you can defend your property. Uh, well, in this particular case, in Lee County, we'll go to Lee High Acres. Uh, the house defended itself. <laughs> how, how, how does that happen? Well. Uh, uh, Mr. Jonathan Hernandez decided that he wanted to uh, commit a burglary, and uh, and he was in the process of burgling. Uh, I just want to say that on air, burgling. It's a good word. Uh, it's burgling. <laughs> and as he was burgling, yes. Uh, and as he was entering the house, uh, he opened up the window. He was climbing through all stealth light. Uh, when the window slammed down upon his neck, Killing him. Oh, oh. Yeah. House said, not today. Yeah. The, so, the, the guillotine home defense system. No, not today. <laughs> well, the, you know, that, that, that is a good home defense. What Maybe it was a, uh, maybe it was a hurricane window. I don't That's know. Right. They're kind of heavy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but 
when the Lee County Sheriff's Office responded out there, uh, they found him, or they found what was left of him, uh, <laughs> half in and half out of the window, uh, and he was he was quite dead. Um, nice. But of course, you know the, the 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 mainstream media goes out there and they interview people and they find one of his friends, and his friend Tyrone Lane uh, is quoted in saying that uh, he doesn't agree with what happened and he questions the account from the sheriff's office. Uh, says that you know he is not a burglar, he's not a thief, he's not a bad guy. That's not what he is. Um, but but he has been known to lose his head before. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, the burgling probably went to gurgling, yeah, and it. then it shot. It's it. Yep. Yep. Exactly but right. That's my 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 quick oh, man story for this particular. You know, and it's a shame a guy like that's gone before because he had at least eight or nine more Florida Man stories in him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, it, it could have happened. Yeah, it is a, a cruel twist of fate. We probably could have got some more uh, <laughs> some more mileage out of him. Uh, but, you know, it, it is what it is. But there are plenty of other Florida Mans out oh, yeah, there. Yep, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Major, thank you for joining us, sir. And please be safe up there in the city of brotherly love. <laughs> Absolutely. And all my brothers and sisters in blue, remember, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt, and watch your six. You listen to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Guys, we'll see you right after the break. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. 
Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal. No. Damn it, almost made it the whole, <laughs> almost made it the whole show. <laughs> well, first off, let's say hello to our friends at Ideal Conceal and Kirk and everybody up there. Um, so I hope those guys are doing well up there in Minnesota in January. That's never fun. Um, and then uh, let, and welcome to welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. The MagSwag.com studios. All right, let's see here. Um, Earl, the first hour with Todd was just... Uh, oh, yeah. It was great to get just, just, first-hand, yeah, wow, right? first-hand experience, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, and that's kind of what you and I saw. We're tracking on the TV. You know, when we watched the right sources, it looked like, uh, uh, you know, it wasn't even a protest, I would call it. It was a rally. It was a support rally. Yeah, gathering. Um, and then, um, you know, were there... If there's a million people there, if you get 1% of that million people that go bad... And, and bust through the door. And again, I'm looking at a lot of these pictures where they're showing me, you know, rioters from, uh, you know, Seattle and uh, um, Oregon and Minneapolis. And it's the same people. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. You know, these are yeah, these they, are the portrayers that were they, put in. They were bust in. Yeah. Um, listen, I don't know much about the, uh, the, the deaths that were there. I think I've heard that uh, there were three deaths in the crowd that were... Just medical emergencies. Listen, you put a million people together, somebody's going to have a heart attack. Somebody's going to yeah. trip and fall, you know, and not that any death is less important than any other life, but, to, you know, tragic loss, all of them. Um, one is the woman who was shot, the unarmed woman who was shot by the, we don't even know who, the the un, the non-uniformed, uh, we'll call them law enforcement. I don't know if it was federal. I don't know if it was state. I don't know if it was yeah. city. No idea at this point. Um I've seen that video from three different angles. I can find no reason whatsoever that says that's a justifiable shooting. Again, you do not protect, you know, uh, listen, do you protect uh, the original copy of the Declaration of Independence? There's probably a use of force order on that that says you could use deadly force. Um, but when you're trying to get through a door to go to another hallway, yeah, I, I, I don't see that. I don't. I just don't see that. I, I'm, again, I don't have all the facts, so I'm not going to pass a judgment on anyone. I want to know all the facts for everything. We we've seen video from one side. We have not seen video from the other side. So you know what? No judgment whatsoever. Um, then I did hear about another officer dying, and I don't have the details about that. Wait a minute. You said no judgment. Yes. So you're going to wait for the facts. To you're going to wait for the facts. That's exactly what I'm saying. What the heck? Yeah, yeah I'm going to wait. You're for not the facts. flying off the handle, freaking out. Nope, nope, nope. I mean, um, you know, do do. Uh, I, I, you can't even say how things look now because you have half. You have half of the story. You know, it's just well, come on, Mike. You got to go with your gut. Got to got to go with your emotion. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I would do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to say. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That you, I, I you, like whiz on my. Yeah, I say no, 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 no. You yeah. you can't go with your emotion. I forgot who I'm talking to. I've I, I know your emotion. You're like, hey, yeah, and yeah, emotions. These sound these emotions. They sound interesting. <laughs> whatever they whatever they happen to be. Oh boy. Um. So again, let's see what happens. Um. There is uh, what do we got? Uh, Eleven days left now. Eleven days left till inauguration. Um, heard, yeah. Well, okay. Was, it's got to be on the twentieth. So um. I uh. I don't. I don't know. Maybe maybe the boss man's got some uh, more tricks up his sleeve. We'll find out. Um, 
I'm tired of uh, fed up. I'm one of the 74 million that's tired and fed up with the the lies from the media. You know, you, you've got a gathering there, and, uh, and and did people break in? Well, obviously people broke in, but we don't know who they are. Um, but all of a sudden, all one million of them are violent protesters. Yeah. Meanwhile, you can have the flip side, the left, standing in front of a building burning down, and they classify it as generally, mostly, say, mostly uh, peaceful. Yeah, most, <laughs> mostly people, people, mostly peaceful, peaceful protest. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I happen to you know, su- surfing some of the different social media platforms I'm part of, and someone that has a vastly different political opinion than I do. You know, somebody made a comparison of the 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 gatherings in recent events versus you know the the one that just happened in the Capitol. You know, well, no, they're 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 two different things. And, <laughs> and, and besides, they were you know at the, at the in the other cities they were they were trying to prove a point. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, so that makes it okay. No, they had a point. Yeah, destroying point. public and private property, but you know because they were trying to prove a point. It's okay. Going going to the Capitol. Listen, that's this is the most this is the biggest point you can make. You exactly. let your legisl- legislators know. Don't agree with you. Listen, the only thing I think they should have done differently is when they got inside, they should have wheeled a guillotine in there. <laughs> Not use it, just leave it as a reminder. Because when they all came back in, they were like, Well, well, this is this is highly uh, you know, this is this this shouldn't have happened at all. It it happened for a purpose, dude. People were sending you a message. Okay. Yeah, I I, I like the adage I saw a while ago, you know, it's like this country celebrates the Fourth of July as as a holiday from uh, from our uh, you know getting out from underneath tyranny. Yep. I'll tell you what, we got a lot more room on the calendar. Oh, plenty of days left. Plenty <laughs> of days left. Man pulls gun on manager after seeing maskless patrons in a Maplewood gym. You see this nonsense? Yeah, this is just going to get worse. Maplewood, Minnesota. This is going. This is just yeah, going to get worse with the. Uh, with the whole uh, the Biden uh, plan for uh, um, putting in more mask mandates. 64-year-old man charged with assault for reportedly pulling a gun on the gym manager after seeing that some members were not wearing face masks. According to the, uh, the county attorney's office, the bad guy is now charged with second-degree assault. Criminal complaint states that on December 31st, he went to an L.A. fitness to personally monitor whether or not members were complying with the state-mandated mask requirement for gyms. This and the, and the bad guy, the guy who pulled the gun, he's not even a member of the gym, Earl. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's, you know, reading all this, it's like, hey, hey, you're not operating the business the way I think you should be. I've, I've got to do something about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are, are you a member? No. He spoke to employees at the front desk, aggressively complaining that some members were not wearing masks. Eventually, the manager arrived and told him he had to leave the gym. According to the complaint, the manager tried to explain that staff cannot be everywhere in the gym to constantly enforce the mandate. Bad guy said he was going to walk around the gym and take photos of people who weren't complying with the mandate. Okay, oh, again, I, not a member of the gym. I guess he right? was wearing his brown shirt that day. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, and his big black boots. Uh-huh. Um, Photography is not even allowed in the gym without members' consent. As the bad guy tried to enter the gym, the manager put his hands up to stop him from going inside. And the bad guy said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and pulled out a gun, which he pointed at the manager's chest. The manager backed away wisely, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, um, right. And, and he put the gun back in his sweatshirt pocket, the bad guy. Well, as soon as that happened, you know, uh, and, he, and he walked back towards the front of the gym, the manager tackled him from behind. I hope he gave him one of them, uh, one of them Bobby Boucher tackles. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! You know, one of them charging water boy tackles. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, you know, I, I would, 
I would I would relish the opportunity of somebody, you know, the, you know, in one instant they're threatening my life. Yep. And then they turn their back on me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Just on video. Just on video. You guys. Wait a minute. Is, is somebody. Is somebody. Somebody is pulling the junk. Is this junk? Is this junk? Somebody messing with me? Yeah. What's going on yeah. here? Yeah. So this guy, uh, the, the 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 manager tackles him. Uh, takes the gun from him, strips the gun open, clears it, you know, takes the mag yeah, out. Yeah. Um, you know, guys have clearly got some firearm training, right? Um, and, uh, you know, and he just kind of holds the guy down until the police <laughs> get there. Uh, police get there, and uh, he tells the police, bad guy tells the police that it's ridiculous that he can't work out because others refuse to comply with the mandate. And he doesn't even work, or doesn't even uh, yeah, have a membership uh, there. Yeah, I, I, I would have... I would have done it differently than than the gym manager did. You know, the gym manager disarmed him and then then you know cleared the firearm and everything. I, I'd have press checked it. And, uh, yep, it's loaded. And I'd, I'd have stuck it in his chest. Yeah. Like you're not moving until the police get yeah. here. Oh yeah, exactly. Listen, this happens at uh, at a gym where I'm uh, I'm the manager. Uh-huh. Uh, um, uh, and, and and we tackle this guy and we take his gun from him. The next set of orders you're going to get from me is one: call the police. Two. I'm going to need some duct tape, a lot of makeup, and some permanent markers. Yeah, <laughs> because we're going to put we're going to put this guy on the post outside, uh, and we're going to we're going to we're going to tape him to the post naked and put a little note on his forehead to the police. Uh, I'm a bad man. Pulled a gun on everybody inside. Uh, if you need me, I'll be on the bench working out. <laughs> I got things to do. I got things. We got things to do. Things to do, folks. Thanks for joining us this week. Uh, listen, we got one more week till the inauguration. Let's see what happens. You know, <laughs> and then, you know at this point. Uh, Wow, it's it's a toss-up, right? Uh, no, yeah. no idea what's going to happen. Um, fight for freedom. Exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. And while, if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. See you next week. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Uh, gentlemen, another one in the books. Thank you, sir. Wonderful as usual. Wonderful as usual. All right, be safe out there. I'll see you next week. All right, see you.